Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Zinc. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. It's back to school, back to school, to prove to dad I'm not a fool. Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. Come on, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because I do love that movie. Yes. So, okay. It's just that back to school means so much different to me than everything else. And it's the reason why my brain is mush. I know. I didn't mean to trigger you. That's all right. I'm so triggered. (laughs) (laughs) But we Um, are in that season. And so there has been this topic that has been weighing on us for a very long time. It has affected us personally. Um, myself growing up, I don't know about you, Aim, but oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely yeah. affected when we were growing up. Then still and remember school. the specifics. Yes, and then you know my my kiddo is having a hard time too. But we really wanted to address bullying. It has. It's been on our list since like the, the very beginning. beginning of time. <laughs> yes, you know of yes. this show uh, to discuss bullying because it is really tricky as a teacher, as a mom. Um, as are, an adult too sometimes uh, like i'm bullied same hi <laughs> for real workplace yeah. bullying is no mm-hmm. joke it is no joke and so you know trying to equip our children with understanding a bigger picture of that is is a, is a typical thing yeah today we have an awesome guest and friend of ours we have jordan from listen lucy she is an author of several books and one of which has just landed people so you can go and grab it today we're going to put the link in the bio for you to do that and that is little lucy bullies she is also the author of little lucy write it out and listen lucy listen lucy is a mental health organization and it focuses on ending the stigma of mental health and she does that with her organization through doing some speaking engagements and workshops so you can also check out on acquiring her services through listenlucy.org Welcome, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be Yay. here. Yes, we're so excited to have you too. I feel like this has been a long time coming, actually. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. I think that we have so much to talk about on the mental health front, so much in common, so much to learn from each other. So I'm excited for this conversation, especially one around bullying. Yes. 
So can you tell us a little bit, I mean, we know your backstory, but if you could give our listeners the story of how you started Listen Lucy and where this all came from. Sure. So about nine and a half years ago now, which is so wild, um, I started my mental health organization, Listen Lucy. Um, I travel around the country sharing my story of living with generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder. In my presentations, I talk about, um, you know, I share details of my story. I talk about how stigma impacted me and how it uh, plagues so many people. I talk a lot about bullying because bullying played a huge part in my story. I talk about coping techniques, the original, you know, or not the original, the main ones like therapy and medication, but more importantly, the free accessible coping techniques that everyone has at their fingertips. Um, and I talk about acceptance and getting help. Um, I've spoken to, you know, tens of thousands of people and in my career, and now our world is in a mental health crisis. So, um, you know, I, I've been speaking a ton and connecting with so many people. So this fourth book of mine, Little Lucy Bullies, um, is such a passion project and so important to me. So how did the last book, this book that's just coming up, come to fruition? So the the difference with this book is that Little Lucy is the bully. I like, I like um, that, yeah. She's... Thank you. She is the one that it starts with her at home and she wakes up struggling. She's and you kind of go through her day in her mind and what leads to the the mean action that is carried out in the book. So she wakes up, you know, she's grumpy. She's been having a hard time at school. She gets on the bus. Her best friend is now sitting with the new girl and they're laughing and giggling. Little Lucy feels left out and and um, isolated later on in the day. She drops her tray of food in front of and trips and falls in front of the cafeteria in her mind she calls herself stupid she's embarrassed goes over to her um table and the new girl is now sitting in her seat and that triggers um some bullying and the reason i wanted to do it that way is because i've been doing this and speaking for so long so i know a lot about the bully prevention awareness campaigns and what's out there and so much of it focuses on the victims of bullying which is fantastic necessary absolutely needs to happen um i just wanted to take a different approach and create a tool for faculty teachers and parents alike and adults that interact with kids um, to have something to talk to the kids that are exhibiting bad behavior because the truth is we've all been mean to people and we've all had people be, be mean to us so the my hope is to get in there and help kids figure out what triggered that emotion and how can we do better next time yeah it's important to see all perspectives because you always always just think about the person who's being bullied as the, I guess, victim, if you want to say it that way, but really mm -hmm. it's the whole entire scenario. It's the person bullying, the person who is being bullied, and then the bystanders too, because there's a, there's a lot of responsibility there for everyone. Yeah, for everyone, and especially with kids, you know, they're just kids. And I think if we're able to intervene earlier and have these difficult conversations and, and call to these behaviors to the table and and little Lucy bullies just being another tool for that, that we are able to avoid them being labeled and then them becoming like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, everyone thinks I'm a bully. So this is just mm -hmm. who I am. Um, you know, so many, like I have parents of teacher of kids in, you know, second grade, third grade that are saying, I don't know what to do. My kid is acting like this. And you're like, okay, this is nerve wracking, but let's not label them anything because they're eight. You know right, what I mean? Right. You want to you want to be able to have those conversations before just like we don't want to label kids as having a mental illness. We don't have that ability to do that. You know. Yeah. 
this is some, I mean, it was something I tried to explain to my son when he was having these difficulties at school. I said, bud, I can almost guarantee you that the kid who's giving you a hard time is going through something at home, mm-hmm. that there's something, you know, that's that's causing him to feel like he needs to lash out. And unfortunately, you are his target right now. But it's hard for a 12 year old to understand that. And so, you know, I think that this book is probably pretty important in that aspect to show the day in the life kind of, you know, (laughs) even if it is from a younger perspective, maybe it'll just, you know, help kind of shed some light. What's your, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of talking to the bully and do you have any preventative tips for us as moms and and such? Cause you know, Amy and I were talking the other day and it wasn't necessarily about bullying, but sort of just I guess you could call it that, but in adult situations, when somebody is acting in a way that we're like, what is going on? Instead of getting upset, Amy was like, maybe I should just say, are you okay? (laughs) Oh, I know which one you're talking about now. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, because really something probably isn't right with that person because I don't know. I just feel like that mean, mean, really mean behavior has to come from somewhere. I mean, you're right. It, it, nobody just wakes up and like chooses meanness with nothing else going on inside of them. I think that what I do with Lucy now, my kids are so little that this they're not in school yet. So interacting with this is is not I've learned in parenting. Don't say what you would do until you're in that phase of life. <laughs> Because everything you say you wouldn't yep. do, you do. Yes, um, true story. But what I can tell you for Lucy is whenever I present, whenever I talk to people, I share my story of being bullied. And I share that I don't think that the people that treated me horribly understood how damaging it was to me. And that four years after high school, so I hadn't spoken to these people, seen these people in four years, I was still going to therapy in college, preparing myself to come back to Pittsburgh because my anxiety was getting so bad to return to a place where I was a victim, where I was treated terribly. In college, I had this whole different life where life was just I mean, chaotic in its own sense, but I found really good friends. So I think the effective tool that I use when talking to people that are bullying is to say, these people, I have to believe that they didn't want to be like, let's treat Jordan terribly and let's hope that she's still screwed up all these years after. I think they were kids that weren't in a good place themselves and didn't understand the ramifications of their actions. So I think using my story Um, and getting on their level. Like, I'm not just an adult telling you being mean is wrong. I'm telling you how long it took me Mm -hmm. to get over it and what it felt like and how it impacted my mental health, how it triggered my anxiety disorders. You know, I think making it that serious and letting them hear it from someone that lived through it personalizes it and takes all those buzzwords out of it that makes kids' eyes glaze over. It's true. I think that as adults, when you tell kids your own story, sometimes they're like, wait, that happened to you, you know? And it really does help them to have a little bit of perspective. I do think that it is hard as a parent to know what to do because it's, it's hard to know when to intervene. I intervened when it became physical, when the bullying that um, my daughter was dealing with became physical. And I was like, fuck, this and so but as soon as I talked to the teacher she was like well you're the fifth parent that told me this I mean I don't know what was going on with this kid but you know it did stop because it was just a matter of separating them that's like elementary school it gets a little more challenging in middle school and high school and at this point 
her reaction to everything is don't say anything. I'm just venting. And I love that I've taught her that already Mm -hmm. that like she sits down to me and she's like, I'm just venting. Don't you dare. (laughs) Yeah. Call any teachers or do anything. I've got this handled. Right. You know? And, and so I guess another thing is like giving them the tools to handle it, not um, Mm -hmm. accept it. Don't like internalize it, but to like handle it by either removing yourself, setting up boundaries, whatever it is. Because otherwise, it is true. I do think that if you intervene, sometimes it does make their life harder. And that's tricky. It's very tricky. And as they get older, I know, like, for my parents, they didn't even know how bad it was for me until years later when I started, like, you know, finally telling them. And But there wasn't anything that anybody could do at that time anyway. You know what I mean? It was... And it was at the, you know, when I speak at schools, the kids always laugh so hard when I'm like, it was when the internet was just taking <laughs> off. And they're like, oh my God, how old are you? But I'm like, you don't even know how old I am, but I'm not telling you. But I, and I think too, with my, my experience with schools and, and working with them on their different bullying campaigns, and I learned how difficult it is to manage and monitor bullying because it's subjective, you know, even, even with me, if the people that did what they did to me then did to me now, it wouldn't touch me. It wouldn't bother me. I'm in such a more confident, secure place, like bullying in the, I work for myself, so I'd have to be bullying myself, but like interactions with adults that I'm like, it's my reactions the same, like, wow, you need a hug, you know, like it, I'm in a different place too. So you could say one thing to one person and one thing to another person and the reaction be completely different. Then there's the phones, then there's freedom of speech. Then it's, if it's on property, is it not off property? Right. So I think it's so hard to monitor and manage that teaching your kids those tools that you're talking about, Amy, is priceless. And more importantly, that they feel safe coming and talking to you and letting you know what's going on. And that eventually, if you would have to overrule her, you know what's going on. You know, I think that's so important too and to have the mentality if your kid is exhibiting the bullying behavior that you don't say not my kid mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah yeah, yeah. You know? it could be anybody it really could um, sure. and everybody has their moments and so you know i think that we just yeah we can't really generalize that Mm-mm. no i i learned to not say not my kid and like the oh, very oh, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Because you just I mean, never know what I'm they're going to do. Sometimes. Totally. And we're all human right. beings. Like, we all mess up. We all have, like, I'm listen, Lucy. I talk about this for a living. I know in my past who could speak up and be like, she was shitty to me. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a human being too. And that's why when we talk about these issues, it's not, I have all the answers. It's, I've lived it. I've been bullied. I've treated people poorly. I may have impacted them negatively. How do we understand the the power behind our actions and our words and to just aim to do better because I'm always going to have a bad day as an adult I've been shitty to people you know like it's it's human nature and I don't know if anyone's paying attention it's been a rough three years (laughs) yes you don't say (laughs) you know like everyone's a little tightly wound so it's hard to not to be perfect all the time right 
Yes, it has been a rough three years. <laughs> so when you go into high schools and you're talking to the older kids about this and about bullying, do you have any kind of feedback from them? Does anybody tell you? Because I feel like it's, I, I want to hear from them kind of what are the ways that help to combat this? Because the, the best advice that I've been trying to give my, my son is just that just ignore it. Like you have to ignore the behavior because if you let them know that they're getting to you, then they're going to keep doing it. Like if they know they've got an easy target, they know that it's upsetting you. And he's like, I know mom, but that's so much harder to actually do. Oh, yeah. it's so hard. Nor is it. And it's not fair to him. Yeah. And that's your baby. Yeah. Like mom's love of their children is so unhinged. Mm -hmm. It's like, the idea of someone like looking at my children wrong, like boils everything inside of me. So I, it has to be so hard for you to tell. And also like, I remember being in high school when I was being bullied and I went to the counselor and I said, these people, like I'm getting overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And the counselor was like, you're not even the fifth person to come in today to talk about them. And I remember them saying to me, you just have to make it five more months. But as an 18 year old, five months felt like an eternity. Yeah. It was my entire life and I felt hopeless. Like, so I just have to take it until then. And that's really hard, but you're, you're also right. They're looking for a reaction. I've had some very interesting experiences. Like last year when I was taking questions, a middle schooler called out like a group of bullies oh, on the microphone. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. I know it was, I didn't, I like had to stop myself from laughing too. I'm like, in my mind, I was like the balls wow. on you, girl. I love yes. this. And they had like a, they had like a name, like a gang name of some sort. Oh my and God. she, and I was like, who are you talking about? She's like, it's a group of people that bullies everybody. And I was like, yo. That would have been amazing if there would have been like a big round of applause. Like, yes. Yeah, I know. Clap. It was like, yeah. to clap, like point yes. them out, bring them out onto the gym floor. No, um, I think that I've had like some very interesting interactions. And I've also had people, kids tell me that they have talked to their teacher, they have talked to the administration and that things haven't been done. I have had people more so, more than any other interaction that I've had is people thanking me for sharing and letting them know that it does get better that what they're going through is real I think so often that we invalidate our mm. kids and I think that that does more damage yeah. than the bullying when they come to us and we say that's just kids or that's oh, life that and some deal. of that's right like toughen mm. up I remember someone saying that to me whenever I was young and I was like but it's non-stop and I like eventually it got to me, it broke me. And I think that that's, that's the biggest feedback I get is that kids are saying like, thank you for validating what we're going through if that's what it is. And I think that's all people in general want is validation mm -hmm. to know like they're not like alone that this happened and it is, but I could see that there probably would be a lot of kids who say they're not going to do anything. Like they're not doing anything because if you look at it, really nothing can be done. Right. Unless they're making a threat to you. Like, what can you do really to make, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I've seen it from both sides. And so you really can't do anything. It has to be super severe for anything to be done. And so I get what she was saying with that five months or whatever, but that's really kind of harsh. Um, is. I think that more so it should be like, you know, I really don't know. I mean, 
trying to create a better environment maybe, but sometimes that's hard too. So I think that validating, yeah, they're being very mean and this is true and this is awful and I am so sorry for it. Yeah. I know, I know it infuriates Sarah. It It infuriates her. Here's why, here's why, okay? There was this kid that bullied the shit out of me in high school. So he egged my house one time. My dad was on a ladder cleaning it off fell off the ladder, broke both of his arms. They thought it was the funniest thing in the, in the whole world that that happened to him. Trigger warning, just if don't want animal cruelty, like skip ahead like 30 seconds. He hit a deer, he cut its head off and then put it on my car so that when what? I came out, yes. So when I came out from this my friend's house- This is new level. This is next level Total next shit. level, yes. This kid, tor- like he tortured me. And so <laughs> I thought I was over it. Like the stuff that actually the like Christian group of people that I hung out with that did to me got to me more, I thought, until I went to my 20 year reunion. Okay. I went to my 20 year reunion. This kid was there. I didn't think about him for like the longest time. I saw him and had a physical reaction. Like I started shaking. I felt like I was going to throw up. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he's here. You know, and he ended up stealing something from me while we were there. 20 year reunion. Oh, he's still that piece of shit. We were 38 years old at the time. I was like, seriously, like we're grown ass people. And then gave it back and was like, oh, I just found this. It was my medical marijuana pen. So, and I was going through like my cancer journey with that. And so he took it and I knew it was him. And over the microphone, the woman organizing it was like, if somebody finds it, if you could let me know. And I was like, I have fucking cancer. If you could just give it back, that'd be great. I was so angry because I knew it was him. He gave it back to me. And and I just, but I still think about me losing it over the microphone in front of everybody at 38 years old at my 20 year high school reunion because I was so still angry and had this like pent up, ooh, just frustration. And and I think embarrassment that he had treated me like that in high school. And then he was doing it again as an adult. And then we left and he tried to friend me on Facebook. I was like, what? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, man. Like, so for this, for that 20 years later to still have like that visceral physical reaction, this is why I am so, it, I get hot and upset that my son is going through the same stuff and I don't want him to feel sure. these same things. And it's right. like, how do I help? What do I do? I don't know what to do. Right. Oh, sorry. I just, whew, I that was think a lot. that first of all, I'm sorry that that, happened to you because it's awful also I think can that i have I, his name i know sorry all again all, like, the, all the things that i am out the window oh, because off air, i'll give you his name off air don't because worry because holy shit yeah. but you do the I same thing for me. text it to me <laughs> got you boo text it to me yes. i have a few books i'm gonna send to his house anonymously here's the thing like wow. i've had so i talk about this for a living so people that treated me poorly I'm talking about them from my job. Mm. And I think that there have been a few times that I've run into people that have treated me terribly. And I know what I do for a living. I'm assuming they know what I do for a living because our community is so small. And I feel like now, like, okay, so say something. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. But I will tell you that I have given people a few people I like immediately get that defense up and I've been proven wrong like I've had a few people apologize to me and say like I don't know why I treated you so terribly in high school and that's like it's nice it doesn't matter to me either way I'm glad to see they turned out to be good people but I have had people that I've run into that are super shitty to me still and I think like the 18 year old version of me is like wants to like protect myself Mm -hmm. you know like I couldn't do it then 
Yeah. But I like yelling over yeah. the microphone now, like you were doing that for your 18 year old yeah. version of yourself. You know? Like the, I've had my house egged. I've been prank called for years. I've, I mean, shoved in the hallways. So many, so many shitty, awful things that now I still get hot myself talking about what used to happen to me because I'm like, try it now. Yeah. You know? Come at me. <laughs> I just posted about this on Listen Lucy whenever I was promoting my new book that I had somebody and that I didn't realize that I was crappy to. And they commented on one of my posts and said, you were really mean to me in high school. And I messaged them, I it was overnight. And when I woke up, I woke up to the message, I messaged them immediately and was like, I am so sorry. Like, I didn't realize that my actions impacted you. This is where I was when I was in high school. Like I was in a bad place. I had undiagnosed mental illnesses. I was reacting to people treating me terribly. And there is a very good chance, like I'm not, saying I didn't. And you know, I, I, I'm so sorry for that. And we had this very important dialogue back and forth. And she was so accepting of my apology. And I was I was devastated over it. And I feel like those are the interactions we need to be having. Like, it's okay to mess up. It's okay. Like if we can't do better until we know better, but to take responsibility for our actions, then like, I'm not using my platform to say that I'm perfect. I'm using my platform to try to create a better world than what I grew up in. Yes. Yeah. Preach, preach girl. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to what you said, do you have any advice for I'm sure there's lots of parents out there, guardians, whoever, who have children who are going through this right now, how to handle it. Because, you know, our kids coming to us like that, it's really devastating. Some of the things I've learned along the way from these conversations with bully prevention awareness campaigns is that, Amy, you touched on it perfectly. Like your daughter says to you, I'm just venting. And I think that providing a space to say, like, do you, are you venting? Do you need my help? Do you need me just to listen? What do you need from me right now? And that unless it's physical, unless it's like to keep that word, unless you absolutely have to say, like, listen, this is too serious. I have to say something. I think that that's the, the most important thing because my parent, like I didn't feel comfortable coming to my parents. And I think that that would have helped me to at least be able to come home and tell the truth of what's going on. So I think that's, that's the first thing. I think making sure that there is an adult in the school that they can trust, that they go to and know that they can go to that they know to speak up for themselves. And I think working through this sounds like so woohoo but like that self-love, that confidence that you have is like building your children up to know what they deserve, what they're worth, and that they should love themselves is a way to make sure that people treating them badly, that those actions can bounce off of them. It's not a foolproof plan, but we always joke. My sister, a girl tried to, we, my girl, my sister always says a girl tried to bully me in high school and it didn't take because my sister is the most confident human being. I mean, a girl, <laughs> someone like wrote a, like it was back. She's, she's old, that lady. And, um, it was back before anything like the internet hadn't take, taken off. So the kids that listen to me think I'm old. She's no. probably um, my age. I, know, I was going to say, what the hell? Yeah. Your age. My Jordan. <laughs> it was a handwritten like death yeah. threat. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or a, no, that was like copied and passed around the school didn't touch my sister. She didn't care. She didn't think it was a big deal. She was like, get a life. 
and that was it. But my sister is the most confident person I know. She has always been that way. For me, the year that it happened to me, I had a lot going on and I wasn't confident and I was feeling like a burden and I had all these health issues going on. There was stuff going on in my house. They hit me at the perfect time when I was at my most vulnerable and it impacted me the most. And I think that being aware of where our kids are mentally and being able to have that safe environment to talk to and for them to know that it's okay to say this is, is my only advice because I don't, there's nothing that can happen in some of these situations. And that is heartbreaking for a parent. So keeping that line of communication in a safe place for them to come and express the truth is the number one thing that I think we can do to help them endure if we can't stop it. That's great. Those are, that's really great because I think that, um, having a home environment to be able to just be you and to have a safe spot to land is so important because then they know it's coming. Like they know they're at the end of the day, they can go there. And a lot of times I'll tell my students or I'll tell my daughter that usually the bullies don't have that, right? They do not have that home or that confident, confidant in their parent. Like they can't really open up to them or there's just a lot of you know, craziness going on in their house or, you know, they don't have anyone who can help them fall safely. Usually bullies have the lowest confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Right. I think that's such an important thing to touch on too, that like, it's not in making excuses for them. It's, it's helping you understand. It's not like, yeah, they're still acting like an asshole. And that's not okay. But I think it's helping you understand it's a them problem. It's not a you problem. And while that doesn't take the emotion out of how you're feeling, it's not something that you have to change within you. You're not doing anything wrong. So you're allowed to feel the way you feel, but understand it's not on you. It's on them. So I'm going to ask a really loaded question that I've been seeing kind of popping up. And I think this is kind of for all three of us to sort of mull over as adults and as having platforms like this to speak out and talk about things and with all three of us experiencing mental illness of our own. When it comes to acting a certain way because of your mental illness, whether that is in a bullying sense, an abusive sense, I just want to know your thoughts on rectifying that. If you are suffering from anxiety or depression and you are going through a season of that and that mental illness creates a situation that causes something to bubble up in you where you are reacting to someone in a way that you wouldn't normally. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, social media out there. That's why I want to talk about because it's on social media everywhere where people are like, well, you know, I have to do the apology tour because of my depression or because of my anxiety or because of my bipolar, whatever it is that you're experiencing and people are like well you know not excusing it but it's sort of like that's okay because you're suffering from this I just kind of want to get like everybody's take on that I think it's loaded but I think that it depends on how you approach it right like honest this is the perfect time to be asking this question because I just lost it on my mom a couple days ago 
because of my anxiety, because I am struggling. I have been going through postpartum depression. I, my anxiety level is like at a new high with two kids with both of my jobs. And I feel like I'm failing at everything. It just feels like I'm half-assing everything. And I, my mom, I didn't get a piece of information I needed in a timely manner. And it like, I couldn't figure out, I had to get my kids covered. Right. And it, I lost it. I lost it and she didn't deserve it. And I knew that I lost control in that moment. And within an hour, once I calmed down, I called her and texted her and said, like, that's not acceptable. And I'm very sorry about that. Like, I didn't mean to lose it. And I mean it when I apologize. And I think that I do a pretty good job. I put the work in and I do what I have to do to manage my anxiety at all times. And I feel like the people that I lash out on are those closest to me, which is not fair, but I think they also know who I am, you know? And I think that as long as you aren't using it as an excuse, and as long as you are sincerely apologizing when you're able to regain control, we're all doing the best we can. You know, I think that it's hard I think it's hard and I, I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's a reason where so many people are an asshole to me and they're not calling me to apologize because of their mental <laughs> <Right>. illness. <laughs> you know, like I take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% I agree with you. I just had, I had been seeing this thing where it's like, you know, kind of ex excusing it, I guess is the only word for it because of a mental illness. And I was thinking, I'm like, um, no, it's still, you still got to say you're sorry if you, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, you can't just go around and use that as a blanket, like, right. you know, oh, I just thought about it. It'd be kind of fun. But anyways, it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. Don't do it. But like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm just, with wave just, wear a so just wave the anxiety and depression flag and be like, motherfucker, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, um, don't do that. I, no. I do, I do think that that's important. And I think that, you know, my, the thing that I do is the similar to that. You know, I, I recently like lost my shit on my boyfriend and my kids just because it's too much. Like everything else is mm -hmm. too much the work is this shit I'm dealing with is just too much for me. And they're like, we want the person that we were before last year, but like I, and I apologize in the same way. I'm like, that was not directed at you. You did nothing wrong. And I like, I'm like, you're all so annoying. I hate you all. Like mm -hmm. I don't at all. And the thing that I have to really be aware of, especially, well, I should say all three of them is that those words do track like that, that stays with you. Like, they will think then my children will think that they are annoying and that sticks with them and they hold that. And so I had to be really, really careful. And I think that's part of your healing and that's part of your therapy. And that's part of all the things that we do to try to be healthy, to try to keep that under wraps. And, um, right. you know, I don't know. I think that the more that I heal, the better I get at controlling it and if I lose it I just say I do apologize because it's really shitty and it is only to the people that you truly like love yeah sure and I feel like we have the sharpest tongues too like I say something I'm like oh shit if I was stable in this moment I would have never said that yes right right yeah so I need a spoiler on little Lucy bullies okay. 
does she hit me with it <laughs> so spoiler alert everybody mm-hmm. does she learn how to apologize oh yes of course but what we made sure was that when she comes home the teacher called had called her mom and she gets in trouble with her mom says that we used to go to a meeting tomorrow with Mia the new girl and her mother and she is crying emotional upset uh, but then agrees to it and says you're right but then when she shows up to school she has this reaction where she kind of puffs her chest up a little bit and gets annoyed that she's even in this position that it wasn't that big of a deal that this conversation's unnecessary and she kind of like acts out again and I think so many kids do that when they're in front of people they they kind of puff up their chest and show off a little bit and then what the teacher does is say you know remember when you fell yesterday and how embarrassed you were that everyone was laughing at you that's how you made Mia feel and that gives Lucy the opportunity to be like oh I that was horrible I never want to make anyone feel like that and then that way she can get into that apology and understand that it's okay to mess up but we have to apologize for our actions because everybody is a human being that has feelings i think this is going to be a very important book and can you write big lucy bullies can you write adult lucy yes bull- i think you need to write one about the workplace yes <laughs> we've got a lot of helpful tips for parents out there again None of us have the answers at all. We're just Mm -mm. having a conversation and trying to do best by our kids. Yeah. I mean, I had some really great reminders here. So thank you for all of that. I think another important thing, you know, with the apologizing is that, you know, I've learned to apologize to my children. That's not something my parents did Mm -hmm. for me. Yes. Um, That's a generational thing, you know, I'm sure. But I made it a point that that was one thing that I promised myself I would always do if they deserved an apology, they were going to get it. And Mm -hmm. I've, I've stuck to that. And I think as parents, it is extremely important that we do that so that our kids know that it's so when you make mistakes, you apologize and you can move past it. I learned that from my, from Scott, from my husband, because he had so many times that he needed to apologize to Lily and he was like that's the one thing that I really want us to always do is apologize so that she knows Mm -hmm. that it's okay to make a mistake and to apologize sincerely is how we start to heal from that I mean I think that's as powerful as it gets because I think then it takes away that if you let it linger when you mess up when you say something wrong if you're lashing out for whatever the reason is but if you let it linger and you don't address it then they take it on as the truth Mm. you know and that's not the case there's a moment in my life when I was really struggling horribly and an interaction I had with my dad and my dad said to me that I wasn't mentally tough enough to handle this when I was young and he didn't realize the weight it carried in that moment but eventually he did and he called it out on me and apologized and said, you know, that was wild. He actually said it'd be like telling the Pope he needs to learn how to pray. (laughs) And that he was saying like, that's how tough I am. And I feel like now that moment, that moment could have been the reason that I never got the help that I needed, you know? And instead his apology like validated, you are tough. And I was in, I was wrong. And I think those apologies 
take power out of the words when you're kids that maybe be resonating with you that you don't even realize. Yeah, I think that's that's such a huge point. <laughs> Man, is it hard to be a parent? <laughs> oh boy, it's like everything that comes out of my mouth. I have. To, I'm like, was that? Should I have said that? I shouldn't have said that. Should I? <laughs> I know. I know. That wasn't the right way. I feel like at the end of every day I replay and I'm like, well, I could have handled that better. And oh. yeah, I think that makes you both very good parents is that you're replaying and considering, could I do better? Yeah, they are listening and they are internalizing everything. So even yep. more so than the, what the kids are saying at school. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So Avery said to me today, he goes, well, I know that this rug is the most important thing to you in this house, like beyond me and Lily and Mike. Oh my God. And I was like, I think in, wow. I think in the heat of the moment, I have a very like, nice rug and it's the only nice thing in the house. I was like, they were eating on it or something. And I was like, that is the only thing. I <laughs> right. <laughs> so I had to set them straight. And I was like, as funny as that is, Avery, that is not true. Mom was just upset and right. trying to get you to like not eat on that rug. <laughs> But like, right. but what that shows is they are hearing all of it and yeah. taking it all in and internalizing all of it. And so, gosh, it's so, there's so much power in parenting that we have. It's a big responsibility. Freaking huge responsibility. That's why we need all the help. It's a huge yeah. But I'm sure your rug doesn't talk back. No. There. <laughs> no, I'm just so, I mean, I do see his point. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, oh, kidding, kidding. No. Nothing is more important oh, than shit. our kids. And that's the that's the truth. They just are the most amazing things with these like you just want to do right by them and you want to make sure that you get it right when it comes to these situations, when it comes to bullying and self-esteem and in school, I mean, it, it shapes us forever. I mean, I made a career out of the things that went wrong for me. And you just want your kids to feel supported and loved and validated in front of you. And I think that's the most we can we can do and that we can't protect them from everything. Yeah. And I it, that made me think of something. You, so we can't fix it, right? Necessarily. But I had two students come back to me that I taught in eighth grade and I never was able to right. fix any of their problems. And they had bullying problems and they had boys and they had this and family problems and all of these things. All I was was a sounding board. I just listened. And they told me they're like, you completely changed my, my, my life by listening. So Aww. I think it's so important to know that you, you, even if you can't fix shit, like listening no. makes all the difference. That's a really good reminder because yeah. I always feel like it's like, I yeah. want to make it better. I want to make it better. You I mean, can't do that you can't because then also you're mm -mm. teaching them when you're an adult mm -hmm. <laughs> that like, it's all going to be better. Like think about all the disappointments and the mean people that we come across as adults. I mean, you're just teaching them now the skills and the ways to handle that when you're not around or just not at like in the same house or, you know, that not sort of thing. Right not able to do it and you're but you're showing them how to communicate and how to lean on your support and that we're not here to give you a solution because we I wish I wish but in those scenarios it it shows them how to not internalize you know and I internalized so much and then it exploded into panic disorder yeah Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Uh, we really, really appreciate your time. This is such an important discussion. It's just such good reminders and such good tips. And, you know, just as a reassurance, I think a lot of parents out there, you guys are 
doing amazing. You're doing great. <laughs> We're all doing the best we can with what we have and just adding more knowledge and, and hearing these things on repeat is going to be, you know, the best thing for us. So thank you so much for sharing and thank you for writing the books and keep them coming. And uh, I can't wait for us to check out Little Lucy Bullies. Thank you so much, thank you, Jordan. Jordan. We appreciate you. As a little extra added bonus, I asked my son, Vian, if he would be willing to come on and talk to us a little bit about his experiences and what has been helpful for him in his experiences with bullying at school. So thanks, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> so V, how old are you? 12. What grade are you in? Seventh. So you have been having a, a tough time for a few years, right? Yeah, it's been a while. What has been the most helpful for you during these experiences? Honestly, you. So you make me feel better. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> okay, um, I love that. That's great. What, um, what is it that helps that I do? You just comfort me and give me hugs and kisses. It just <laughs> helps. So really just being there for you has been helpful? Yeah. Is the support from the school helpful? Like you've been able to go see your counselor and know that you have adults there that do care about you. Has that been helpful? Last year it has because this is a new school year. I'm not really like comfortable at the school yet because the school is huge. I guess when probably closer to the end of the year, middle of the year, I'll know. What was helpful for you the last year then was knowing who those adults were in your life that you could go to. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good to know so that we know we can take care of that at this school now that you're at a new one. Yeah. Now that you're in the big school. So like today, you had a rough time on the bus today. And when you came home, you didn't want to talk to me about it, though, at first. No. I did maybe um, push a little bit <laughs> to get you to talk to me. A little bit? You wouldn't let me leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Then I eventually told you. And does talking about it help? When I talk about it, no, because it's just bringing back what happened. Sometimes, yes, but mostly not really. Okay. That's a tough spot for me because it's, I need to know what happened so that I can be there for you. It's okay. You, I can tell you. It's just... I know. I just want to make sure I'm doing what's right and what's best for you to support you in the best way that I can. You are. So another thing that we talked about with Jordan that she let us know that in her anti-bullying campaigns that she's been doing that she shares how she was bullied when she was a kid. Does knowing those stories help you at all? Honestly, yeah. I like to hear other people's stories. How does that help? It just makes me feel comfortable with the knowing that I'm not alone. Is there anything that is not being done that you think could be done that would help you in these times? No, you're doing everything that I would like. Just not being a smother. and <laughs> It makes it worse when you like telling the principals and other people's parents no I feel like it would just make it worse so intervening would not be helpful in terms of like going to another kid's parents if it's not somebody you're really close with yeah unless it's like absolutely necessary like it was bad 
thank you so much, my little bud, for coming on and sharing with everybody. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to encourage you to be like Vian and Amy's daughter, Lily, and that is to just be unapologetically you. No matter what, you're just going to go through life and, and do you, and I'm very proud of you for that, bud. Thank you. All right, warriors. Stay wild and weird. We love you. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. The theme song and our other music is provided by Epidemic Sound. This episode was mixed, mastered, and produced by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsync. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or you can reach out on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, warrior, hold on. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.